0: Hello and welcome to Lead Her Conversations, the podcast that's setting the stage for a new era of leadership dialogue, appearance, and perception. This is where honesty meets ambition, empowerment meets action, and relatability meets excellence. We're here to empower, but we're also here to listen. Listen to your unique, bold, and inspiring narratives all from women of color who are redefining what it means to lead. I'm Dr. Ebony, your host, and this is Lead Her Conversations. Hey, and welcome back to Lead Her Conversations. I'm Dr. Ebony, and today we're tackling a topic that's close to my heart, and I'm sure it may be close to yours. We're going to talk about overcoming burnout, while in leadership. I've had my own fair share of challenges in leadership and burnout has been a real one for me. So let's talk about it. We've all heard about burnout, right? But when we intersected with, with the experience of women of color in leadership positions, it takes on a whole new ball game. To start, let's explore why this type of burnout is uniquely challenging. For some, it may seem like you're walking a tightrope while balancing the weight of professional responsibilities and societal pressures. This unique perspective of everyday stress while in leadership, but the also added layers of gender biases and racial micro and aggressions adds to the weight that women of color carry while serving in leadership positions. Now, I want to share a little about my personal experience with burnout. So, setting the stage, this was this, my journey with burnout started a little before the end of 2019 and went all through maybe like 2021. So, significant burnout during the time of COVID. So, at that time, I felt like I was a master juggler. Seamlessly handling my roles at work, at home, and within my community. But behind this facade of perfection, I was a woman in a high-stakes executive position, a single mother striving to meet my own personal goals and professional goals, And at the time, really trying to make sure I was aligned with my cultural expectations for myself, and that were set outwardly, but I was silently grappling with recent personal affairs that kind of unraveled. Well, they did unravel, really, and I and I never really dealt with those. And so my life reached a tipping point when the demands of my life and job became too overwhelming. At that time I was faced with a heart-wrenching decision and because we were in the middle of COVID, I'm in healthcare, schools had gone to a virtual setting. I had to make the decision to send my son to go live with relatives. This decision though made out of necessity and love left me wrestling with guilt and a sense of failure as a mother. Each night, the empty space of not having my son with me and coming home to just myself was a constant reminder of a personal cost of my professional life. At work, I was more than just a leader. I was a trailblazer in a field where women of color are a rarity. Driven by my fear of losing my hard-earned place at the table, I enrolled in a doctoral program, and at the time, I engaged in two additional professional development courses. The weight of assignments, deadlines, and expectations from every direction was crushing. And then amidst this chaos in my professional life and in the world at the time, my personal life crumbled quietly. The end of my engagement, a relationship that I thought would stand the test of time, left a void. Unprocessed grief and confusion lurked beneath my busy surface, but I pushed these feelings aside, burying myself deeper in work and academic pursuits. I convinced myself that I wasn't succeeding at home, I will I would excel in my career and my studies. But one day, It just all came crashing down. In the midst of a meeting, a simple question from a colleague about my well-being unraveled me. I realized that I was exhausted, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually drained. My body was present, but my spirit was fading. I wasn't just juggling responsibilities. I was juggling fragments of myself, trying to keep them together and still present as this perfect Ebony. That moment of vulnerability was my awakening. I understood that caring for myself was not a luxury. It was essential for my survival and effectiveness as a leader. I began to see the importance of setting boundaries and saying no when necessary and not shouldering shouldering the world on on my own. I started therapy to navigate through my unresolved feelings about my broken engagement and my role as a mother. I reconnected with my family and friends, not just for support, but to be present in those relationships that mattered most to me. I learned to delegate both at work and in my personal life, trusting others to handle tasks while I focused on what truly needed my attention. Most importantly, I rediscovered my joy for self-care. Whether it's just a quiet evening with a book, taking a walk on my treadmill, or simply watching the sunset from my back deck. These moments of solitude and, p- and peace became sacred, replenishing my energy and my spirit. This journey of struggle and self-discovery taught me that leadership isn't about just how much you can carry. It's about knowing what to carry and what to let go of. It's about understanding that being strong also means being kind to yourself. As I continue to navigate my path, I do so with a new sense of resilience, not just as a leader or a mother, but a woman who has learned the power of self-compassion. All right, so now let's talk about this cultural tightrope that I brought up in the beginning of this uh, podcast. Many of women come from backgrounds where resilience is not just valued, but it's expected. This expectation, while empowering, can sometimes create an internal struggle. Racially charged uh, stereotypes, such as the strong Black woman myth, can prevent Black women from seeking help or even acknowledging their own vulnerabilities. For those who are unfamiliar with the strong Black woman stereotype, it suggests that Black women are fiercely independent and able to overcome any and all obstacles without challenge, without assistance, and without recognizing what they're sacrificing in the moment. Or let's look at even the Black girl magic narrative. Originally crafted by and for Black women serves as a powerful tool to recognize and celebrate our contributions, identities, both individual and collective, and triumphs in a positive and and affirming manner. Don't get me wrong. I've joyfully used this phrase to applaud a friend's achievement. Or while marveling, an extraordinary sister setting a new standard of excellence on social media. The essence of Black Girl Magic in our community is deeply rooted in self-empowerment and meant to uplift. However, it is important to acknowledge that that this empowering message can sometimes unintentionally lead to self-imposed stress. As a Black woman, continuously uh, trying to strive to redefine and define my own meaning of success, there's a risk of driving myself and ourselves collectively towards levels of stress that are not only unsustainable, but potentially harmful. So burnout, what is it? It's more than just being tired. It's that feeling of being overwhelmed emotionally drained, and unable to meet constant demands. In leadership, where you're expected to be on all the time, it's a slippery slope. And for us, as women of color, the stakes and stresses can be even higher. Often, we may find ourselves as the only minority in leadership roles which can lead to a profound sense of loneliness. This isolation isn't just physical. It's about the lack of representation and mentorship, which is crucial for any leader's growth. So these challenges are significant and can become unbearable. So how do we handle those? How do we mitigate them? How do we still lead through stress and balancing all of our roles and personal expectations without finding ourselves feeling burnt out? Let's talk about some strategies. First and foremost, organizations must recognize and address these unique challenges. This includes creating inclusive environments, establishing mentorship programs, And fostering a culture where mental health support is normalized. And for the individual woman experiencing burnout, it's crucial to first acknowledge. Acknowledge the issue first. Recognition of burnout is a form of self-care. It involves accepting that you're in a state that requires attention and care. Without acknowledging the program, it's impossible to take the necessary steps to address it. Realizing and admitting that you are experiencing burnout empowers you. It empowers you to take control of the situation. It shifts your mindset from being a passive recipient of stress to an active participant in your own well-being. Next, Building, building a support network, connect with your community. This is your lifeline. Whether it's family, friends, or professional networks, these connections offer support and understanding, and sometimes a much-needed reality check. And in professional settings, having a network of peers can provide valuable insight and advice in handling those leadership challenges. Next, let's talk about delegation. I've learned that doing it all isn't a a badge of honor. It's a one-way ticket to burnout. Delegation is about trust, trusting your team, your colleagues, or even your family members to handle tasks. It's not about shrinking responsibilities. It's about playing to everyone's strength, including your own. When you delegate effectively, you're not only managing your workload better, but you're empowering others. Now something fun. what Fostering self-care. You know, find time for yourself. Finding time for yourself, this is essential. What recharges you? What are your hobbies? Where do you find your joy? Is it a hobby? exercise, maybe a quiet time with a book. But self-care isn't selfish. It's necessary. I'm going to repeat that again, because for me, uh, this was hard for me to hear at first. So I'm going to repeat it again. Self-care isn't selfish. It's necessary. It's the time where you get to replenish your mental, emotional, and physical energy. I I found that even short walks or a few minutes of meditation, intentional breathing can make a big difference in my day. Also, seek professional help. Seeking professional help, there's absolutely no shame in it. A counselor, a therapist, or a coach can offer guidance and strategies tailored to your specific situation. They provide a safe space to process and to work through challenges that you may be facing. Remember, seeking help is a sign of strength and a step towards not just recovery, but your own growth. And lastly, set boundaries. (laughs) Yes, set boundaries. Saying no can feel counterintuitive especially when you're used to taking on multiple roles. But here's the thing. Setting boundaries is about protecting your energy, protecting your vibe. It's not just saying no to others, it's saying yes to yourself. Start small. Maybe it's declining an extra task or carving out an hour in your schedule for just you. But remember, Every time you set a boundary, you're teaching others how to respect your time and your energy. Overcoming burnout is about understanding that it's okay to not always be the strong one. And that seeking help is a sign of strength and not weakness. So there you have it. Acknowledging the stress, setting boundaries, delegating, connecting with your community, finding time for yourself, and seeking professional help. These are more than just strategies. They're steps towards a more balanced, fulfilling leadership journey. I hope that this segment has been helpful, so let's continue this conversation. I would love to hear how you handle burnout. What works for you? What doesn't? Let's share and learn from each other. Contact me at d-r-e-b-o-n-y at leadherconversations.com. That's Dr. Ebony at leadherconversations.com. Thank you for joining me on this very personal episode. Your stories and experiences are what make this podcast rich and a supportive space. Don't forget to follow us on your social media platforms and share this episode with someone who might be navigating their own burnout. Until next time, take care of yourself and keep leading with honesty, empowerment, and relatability. Thank you for tuning in to lead her conversations. I can't wait to share more insights and stories with you on our next episode. Join us bi-weekly for a new episode where honesty isn't just our policy. It's our foundation. Where empowerment isn't just a promise. It's delivered through each shared experience. And where being relatable isn't just about seeing yourself in the stories but inspiring you to create your own narrative. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on all social media platforms at Lead Her Conversations. If you would like to be a guest on Lead Her Conversations, please visit leadherconversations.com and apply to be a guest. If you would like to recommend a woman of color to be a guest on the show, contact us or send us a note at Dr. Ebony at LeadHerConversations.com. It is my hope that you find value in the conversations we have here on Lead Her Conversations. So please share this episode if it has resonated with you, or if you know of a woman within your community that can benefit from a conversation based on burnout. If you have topic requests or feedback, please share with me at Dr. Ebony at LeadHerConversations.com.